everyone tells you it's going to be hard and you have to wear a lot of hats, which is very cliche. When you're in it, you're like, oh my God, I didn't realize how many hats there were in the world that you have to wear and how many things you have to do on a small team. You think it's going to be challenging and then you're in it and it's, uh, it's more challenging than you can believe. You're listening to the Unstoppable Business Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lee. According to TechCrunch, Treat is a company rethinking the resale retail market. And fresh off a $2.8 million seed round, CEO Jake Disrael comes on to talk about how to build a startup with no prior experience and how to tackle the steep learning curve that startups all face, as well as the one thing that makes a huge impact in his relationships and business. Jake, the first thing I want to talk about is the story behind your startup kind of put me in the room a little bit what's happening when the idea came up yeah so actually it's a little bit of a longer story that led to last year literally about a year ago a little over a year ago I uh, left my job at Indiegogo where I was running their launch and sales team and I've uh, kind of always been interested in impact driven businesses specifically with things that kind of interplay with the environment and sustainability and so the first idea was, hey, can we build a men's fashion brand that we've seen it been done in the women's space that's dedicated to sustainability, incorporated these new business models. And I started going through the motions to create that business. So I was talking to the manufacturers and suppliers. I was uh, talking to graphic designers and trying to figure out exactly what the right branding elements would be. And I was also talking to engineers because what I was trying to build was a new model for actually taking back the clothes and incorporating resale in certain ways. And so that was more or less the aha moment, which was, hey, you know, instead of creating the apparel brand myself, could we create the engine that can power any e-commerce brand to do what I was hoping to do? And so that was like, hey, can we create a bigger impact, a bigger company by creating like this new thing, which is now Treat, to, to then like help those brands do what we were doing? Wow. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a big jump too, because you said you are experienced in like your background was like creating these Shopify stores and making that jump and like having to create like a tech stack. I'm guessing that was like the most difficult part of it to like put together the engineers and everything, or did you do it yourself? Yeah, I was so lucky to have uh, have found my now co-founder, uh, Sonia, mm-hmm. who at the time was a full stack engineer at Airbnb. She comes at building technology from, and like specifically even like marketplaces from the mindset of like a growth engineer. And I was working at Indiegogo running their their launch and sales team. Basically my job was to bring companies onto a platform to help them like launch campaigns, which is not yeah. so dissimilar to what we're doing with Treat. You know, we're launching apparel brands on a resale site to help them build this new line of business. And so we were able to partner on that. We started to talk to fashion brands and apparel brands. Like neither of us had a ton of unique experience in the fashion or apparel, apparel space. So the first thing we did was like cold outreach to as many apparel brands as we can get on the phone with to ask them a lot of questions about resale. And if something like this were to exist, how would it look and function? You know, we were building prototypes and screenshots and basically like gauging interest before, uh, before she wrote a line of code and, you know, has since written a lot of lines of code since then. I see. You were talking to these people. Was it difficult to sort of explain what you were doing in the initial stages? Was that like a challenge? We thought it was going to be harder than it was, to be honest. Like what we discovered pretty quickly was there was a lot of interest in brands to dive into their resale market. And so like, as we've seen resale become so popular and it's growing so fast, 
and the norms, kind of the rules around resale and like the image of it has changed so much over time to where it's so accepted and it's adopted, especially in the younger generations, where now it's okay for brands to think about going into the resale space. And we're now at a really interesting time where they're starting to think about it a lot of times for the first time. And so it was almost like really great timing to reach out and start talking to them about this because a lot of them had been thinking about how they would go about doing a resale. Because as you can imagine, being an apparel brand, watching sometimes hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars of your inventory being sold on resale platforms like you know, Depop, ThreadUp, The Real Rail, et cetera, and wondering what it would be like to help control that market, to own those sales and to extend that customer journey into resale especially with like it becoming more and more popular and acceptable. The other side of it was where we are at a time where consumers are like demanding brands to be more sustainable, which is a, it's about time. But so these brands, they're not built a lot of them to just become quote sustainable or circular overnight. It takes a long time. And so resale, what we found is a great way for brands to like adopt more circular practices rather quickly while they work on changing their supply chain as well. Consumers are demanding them to be more sustainable, like treat and resale as a way that they can hop into it and uh, you know, do it in a way that's more immediately profitable. Wow, yeah, super interesting stuff, man. Super interesting. What do you think was, was some like ups and downs that you had to face? Was it like a smooth ride where, okay, everything's just working perfectly or was there some rough patches along the way? You know, I would say that we're still very early in building our business and we're, uh-huh. we're having ups and downs all the time. Um, I mean, there was a lot of times where we weren't able to touch base with the brands that we wanted to talk to. And so there's rejection like all across that spectrum. And again, like we launched our product for the first time in February. And so mm-hmm. like it's only been a handful of months and we have about like you know, a number of brands live now, but we're still going through trials and tribulations every day with brands that we're launching or brands that are pushing back on their launches. And, you know, it hasn't been necessarily smooth sailing, but we're also so early. We're yeah. some big challenges, of course, down the road. For sure. And I mean, after you, you talk to these brands, it sounds like it's such a common pain point, right? And it seems almost like obvious the way yeah. you're presenting it, because it's, it's like everyone was already thinking about taking advantage of their resale. Have you stumbled upon any sort of competitors you know, along the way? Yeah, yeah. Because now it is the time for this type of business to happen. We yeah. had seen, I would say, similar companies approaching the problem in a different way. You know, competitors like secondary competitors that have existed before us. And now there are some folks that are coming out that are approaching this market as well, like in a similar way of doing like peer-to-peer resale. And I would say the, the ones that are doing it really well right now are approaching a different type of customer. As you might know, or some of your listeners might know, there's been like a Patagonia's adopted resale like several years ago, um, working with a company that's helping them do that. And I think those models are great. They're um, more managed marketplaces where these companies are like handling the returned inventory, refurbishing, and then fulfilling it out versus our model is entirely peer to peer and a little bit more scalable when we talk about working with even smaller brands and Shopify brands and mid-market brands that want to get into resale for the first time, but don't want to incur like the high costs of handling the inventory. What Treat has become is just a way for any apparel brand or e-commerce brand now to, to adopt like this sort of model in a way that's really low touch. So we're talking to brands all the time that are interested in launching and sometimes we're able to get their site live a week later. And so it's, it's become this way for them to like, yeah, create this resale experience extremely fast with little, very little overhead. That's really incredible. Like in one week's time, 
Wow. Yeah, it's a, we, we have a great team that, that makes that possible. And, and that's the idea. We want to make it as easy as possible for any brand to create a resale experience that's customized and fully branded for them. So I know you mentioned that you're mainly targeting Shopify stores. Is there something in your vision that will expand to uh, other, other stores, maybe like Amazon, anything like that beyond that or big brands? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we, we started with Shopify just by nature of, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of Shopify stores. And so yeah. it was a great place to start. But actually how we built Treat was on its own platform. So we built our own Treat platform. We integrate with Shopify, which means we pull in data from Shopify, like product data and customer data to create these unique experiences. But we can very easily integrate with other platforms. And we're working on other integrations with Shopify-like platforms um, as we speak, actually, to, to work with different types of brands that are off of Shopify. Awesome. What's the response been like since you started in February? Was there a lot of press, a lot of social media coverage, a lot of people talking about it, about Treat? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that we got a lot of, uh, we got, we've got a lot of attention lately, especially with you know, announcing our seed round. So we just raised a, a round of $2.8 million and largely due to just like the, the timing is great. I think our team is fantastic and we were able to do a lot in a little period of time. You know, we, we basically, Sony and I both went full time in January and we were launching our first brands in February. And so we had five brands by the end of uh, March live on our platform. Wow. Like it's been a lot of like LinkedIn attention and, and there's been a few articles in business of fashion and TechCrunch and WWD, which has been really nice to see. We're really excited for the next stories that will be coming out, which will basically be about our brands and how they're approaching resale and how Treat has been successful for them. So we're kind of like building those case studies as we speak, you know, as we're launching more and more brands and seeing those like month over month growth within them. Those are the stories that we're like most excited to tell just from the brand perspective. Mm, I see. Awesome, man. I always like to ask this for startups because for some of our listeners, they want to really understand what it's like to run a startup. Was there any embarrassing failures that you had to endure during this entire process? Do you think it's still a little bit early on? <laughs> I would say like, I don't know about it embarrassing. Mm -hmm. When I think of running Treat and being a first time founder, I just think there's a lot, there's a big learning curve. You can only imagine what it would be like so much before you're actually in it. You know, everyone tells you it's going to be hard and you have to wear a lot of hats, which is very cliche. When you're in it, you're like, oh my God, I didn't realize how many hats there were in the world that you have to wear and how many things you have to do on a small team. What's really you know, shook me is like, as we went from like Sony and I, now we're building our team, we're hiring more engineers and designers and salespeople. It's just a different skill set as you grow, as you're starting to manage the team you know, manage your investors, manage your finances, and you're making big decisions every day on what customers you're working with, the strategy that you're approaching the market. And so it's a lot, I guess there's just, there's more hats than you can imagine when you're actually going through it, especially when you're at our stage, which is you're still you know, really early trying to figure out and break through and, and find that, that right path that's going to work. You think it's going to be challenging and then you're in it and it's, uh, it's more challenging than you can believe. Wow. Yeah. And uh, to speak to that, what do you think currently is the most challenging, the most urgent thing you have to sort of tackle right now? Um, that's a great point. I think there's a couple ways to answer that, like one on the product side and the other just on the, uh, the brand side. And so like one of our big goals is brand acquisition, like get the right brands on treat. And so we're obsessively thinking about, all right, what is the strategy for 
for finding and launching the right brands as quickly as we can. And specifically, like, what are those types of brands that we're going after? So those are the big questions that we're asking ourselves. Like, who's the right first, like, next cohort of brands on Treat that's really going to um, help this rocket ship take off? And then on the product side, we, as I kind of alluded to earlier, we want to make it as easy as possible for any brand to launch their own resale site on Treat. And so we're building a lot of tools to make really Treat the Shopify of resale. We want it to be easily customizable you, um, and uh, fully branded for, for the brands. And so that's a, that's a big challenge that we're constantly building towards from the, uh, the product side. Those would probably like be the you know, two top, top of mind things. And what about, what about getting funding? Because this is your first time like sort of going through getting funding, talking to investors, right? Yeah. First sort of business model that's unique for you, right? Yeah, our first or my first venture backed business, we, we raised a bit of money for one of my earlier ventures. This was a whole different ballgame. We were lucky to have participated in Techstars. And so we started Techstars a little like end of January and beginning of February, I guess. And that was a three month program where they like a, a big chunk of it is talking about fundraise strategy and getting you ready for for raising money. Without that program, I think it would have been a little bit more challenging in terms of like thinking about the process of fundraising. And so we were able to kind of develop investing timeline, if you will. It wasn't as clean as it sounds. And I think it's always a little bit messier, but our strategy was basically like create a list of our top, like high profile investors that we want to get in touch with, talk to as many of them in a shorter period of time as we can to build momentum. And we were able to do that successfully. We were so, 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 so fortunate to have gotten into a situation where we were actually oversubscribed in our round. And so we got oh, wow. to where we weren't taking on more money because it didn't make sense for us to do it at this stage. Again, that's a great position to be in. It wasn't guaranteed and a lot of entrepreneurs aren't, aren't getting there. I think we were lucky to, to have that happen to us. Amazing. And what do you think uh, made that happen? What was like the, the, the lever that you pulled that made mm -hmm. that happen? Yeah, you know, I think it's the combination of things. First and foremost, the, the business that we're operating, there's tremendous growth in resale. It's growing 21 times faster than retail. So we're in this market that is growing at an insane pace. And the, the, the problem we're solving is very real. It's a combination of like the data was good. We're in a great business. We had a good team in a growing market. <laughs> I think those were like combined factors that led to, to a successful fundraise for us. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for sharing your story, man. What do you think your vision is for the next five to 10 years? Yeah. So we believe like secondhand and resale will be a thing that every e-commerce brand will have to have a solution for in the future. Just mm -hmm. like you have your main website, we do believe that you'll have to think about circularity and resale as at the inception point of building your business. We want to be the engine that powers that transition and it is that go-to model for when you're thinking of resale. You're diving into and loading your treat site just as you are creating a Facebook page or a Shopify site. We're in mostly apparel brands right now, but we're already talking to brands outside of apparel in the e-commerce space. So this idea of peer-to-peer -peer resale and resale in general expands far beyond apparel. You know, we're, we're looking to those other categories and want to be that go-to solution for resale or brand-driven resale. All right. Well, the last thing is to leave off our listeners, what is your philosophy for, for living, for success? Is there something on your mind that you think of every single day, like a quote that kind of drives you forward? One thing that comes to mind is just like taking care of yourself so that you can take care of others. And so I think you can get lost in that, especially in a startup environment where you're slaving like day in, day out on your business and on the weekends. 
and it can be tiring and exhausting. You can you lose a lot of sleep and your mental health suffers. That takes a huge impact on your business and your relationship with others. It's like a continual journey for all of us to be working on, um, which is thinking about our mental health and taking care of yourself and taking the time that you need to have good rest and to meditate and to taking the time that you need to recharge so that you can bring your full self to your business and the others that you're leading. 100%. Agreed with that, man. So how can people reach you? Or would you like people to reach out to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, our website is treat.co. You can reach out to us there. Follow us on, uh, on Instagram at treat shop. You can also uh, shoot me an email at jake at treat.co. We want to talk. And of course, if you have an apparel business or an e-commerce business and you want to explore resale, We'd love to touch base. Feel free to reach out.